Hello, and welcome to another American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the colorful content of our American Road magazine. I'm Foster Brown, your host. Fred Sackleben isn't proud that he had ignored his father's stories of pioneer adventure, but he's making up for it now. Fred's dad was one of the first people to travel the then-brand-new Lincoln Highway from Chicago to San Francisco in 1915. That was all ancient history until just after his father passed away and Fred found a medal and a handwritten diary from that journey. Our interview is about that rediscovery and getting the record straight that Fred Sacklaben and his friends at the Indiana Lincoln Highway Association are doing right now. But first, here's a timely message from Travel Wisconsin. It's time for fun photos featuring the Barkers. Today's pictures come to you from central Wisconsin. Sweetie, would you look at these fall colors? The mix of vermilion, a hint of carmine, and scarlet. Vermilion, ooh. You mean red, right? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. And this one, the blending of burnt umber, gamboge, and peppered coral. Looks orange to me. Look at this photo. See the chiffon and subtle ochre mixed in? Those leaves look yellow to me. But you're right, they are beautiful. I'm so glad you appreciate Wisconsin's fall colors, honey. Well, they match your beautiful eyes, baby. Really? (laughs) Exactly what color are my eyes? Don't look. Oh, uh, they're vermilion? Vermilion. That's red, remember? Oh, yeah. Nice try. I meant brown. Wrong. Fall is more colorful in Wisconsin, and there are as many ways to have fun as there are beautiful leaves on the trees. Find your fall fun at TravelWisconsin.com. I have a very special interview today because I'm going to be in some ways speaking to somebody who had a, well, a very real tie to some history, very important history of the Lincoln Highway. Let me quickly introduce Mr. Fred Sacklaben from LaPorte, Indiana. Fred, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. Well, thank you very much. Now, Fred, I'm... uh, kind of shrouding this a little bit of mystery because I'd like you to tell what your very special link is to a trip that was taken back in 1915 on the newly constructed Lincoln Highway from Chicago to San Francisco. Okay, I'd be glad to tell you about that. Uh, of course, Lincoln Highway was the first cross-country, for cross-cross-nation highway, and that was uh, finalized in 1915. And in 1915, my father drove that from Chicago to San Francisco. San Francisco was a terminus on the western end of the Lincoln Highway. So he drove that in a 1915 Buick, which was quite an adventure. And also, uh, every day, my father sent a postcard or a letter to who would be my mother and uh, describing the trip, where they were along the way. And also, my father recorded a journal, and I happened to have his handwritten journal from that trip. That must have been something. Now, this this took place in 1950, and I understand um, his sister, aunt, and uncle also accompanied him on the trip, am I right? That's correct. Uh, my father and his sister, they were... Both, well, my father was 21 at the time, and he, she would have been 23. And they were accompanied by his, the, their aunt and uncle. How many days did the trip take? 
They began the trip on June 23rd, 1915, and they arrived on August 12th in San Francisco at the Panama Pacific International Exposition. Oh, that must have been some arrival. Uh, Well, it was. There was no fanfare for them. I'm surprised because it was really a a history-making, pioneering drive. Well, it it certainly was. And uh, uh, with Carl Fisher, he and others who established the road, uh, it just happened to coincide with that particular event on the West Coast. And so many people from around the world, it was a World's Fair, <clears throat> so many people were going to San Francisco. But as far as traveling the road was concerned, uh, there weren't too many. He was one of, I think, 76 uh, who registered to take that trip <clears throat> as a part of a Hearst publication motor magazine trip. And anyone who completed the journey would have received an octagonal medal that was designed by Tiffany. And so his publications in Motor Magazine uh, offered this octagonal sterling silver medal for anyone who would make that trip to California and also anyone who would make the trip from California to the East Coast because the roadway was connected New uh, Times Square in New York, New York, to uh, San Francisco. Okay, so it, it was connected all the way through as a transcontinental highway, but <laughs> your dad jumped on it in your his hometown, your hometown of Chicago. That's correct. And the the rules of that particular Hearst magazine thing was that if you lived east of the Mississippi River, then you had to travel from east of the Mississippi River to San Francisco to get this award. If you lived west of the Mississippi River, you had to travel east to New York Times Square to receive the medal. So, but he took the harder trip because at that time, 1915, uh, roads were pretty well established east of, from Illinois east. <clears throat> but once you hit Iowa, now you were in uncharted territory. There were wagon trains. Trail. Yeah, yeah, actually, he was following wagon train trails to, to get out there. Yep. We, when we take a highway, it wasn't like the paved highways that we had nowadays. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I understand there was once an incident where he uh, he got to the top of Pike's Peak. That's correct. <clears throat> yep. Well, not in the car. They walked. He, he walked Pike, Pike's Peak. Okay. <laughs> but uh, when they were out that way, I understand that they had to get pulled out of the mud by ox. He had, on one occasion, to get pulled out of the, not out of mud, but out of, uh, he slid off the road in the mountains, and I can't remember where exactly this happened. I'd have to re- review the, the, the uh, what do you call it, the journal. <clears throat> but this was in the mountains, and uh, fresh gravel had just been placed on this mountain trail, and he, he had been warned to stay in the middle of this, Road because there was they they made heavy crowns, and uh, he apparently got off to the side enough that the gravel gave way and they slid off. He was unable to gain traction enough, and there was nothing to hook onto to pull back onto the road because anyone who traveled that had to take with them rope, skid chains, block and tackle, shovel. He many times got stuck in the mud. But this was the only occasion, he claims, that he had to be pulled out. 
society are so important. Yeah, when we think of, of a road trip, um, it's pretty tame compared to what your dad made, uh, Fred, on that trip. As you said, he had to be prepared for all eventualities. Did they essentially camp out along the way? Yes, yes, they did. They took with them a tent that attached to the side of the vehicle. These were, it was an open touring car convertible, had a cover on it, of course. But the a, a tent that would attach to the side of the vehicle, and uh, so that's that's what they used in inclement weather. Sometimes they would just camp out under the stars. Fred, did they have to bring their own food as well as, you know, tools like rope and shovel and things like that for any eventuality and the camping experience? They, they had to bring their own equipment and tools, and they had to bring their own food. Nothing was provided. There were hotels, but no motels yet, right? No, not yet. There were no motels at that time, 1915. So uh, they would camp out in farmers' fields, strange places. They camped a couple nights in uh, public buildings, and uh, people were very accommodating at that time. It wasn't like the day where you lock your doors with five bolts and such. So uh, people were very interested to let travelers. This was a whole new experience, and so there were the people in the towns would gawk. The car itself would have been something of a, 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 a strange beast to many of these people to whose communities of, were still horse-driven. To many of them it was. And uh, it, it was strange. He, going through Iowa, came upon a, like 25 Indians who were walking back to their reservation. And it was strange events. So uh, it, was, it was pretty primitive. Now, I've got to ask you, uh, we're talking with Fred Sacklevin, whose father was the man who made the trip we're talking about uh, from Chicago to San Francisco along the then newly constructed Lincoln Highway, which is the the first roadway connecting Times Square to the West Coast. This the year was 1915. Now you talked about the fact that you saw this in your your father's journal. Did your dad ever? <clears throat> did he ever tell you any of these stories as well? Uh, he might have, but in in my youth, uh, I wasn't terribly interested. So uh, my parents and grandparents had many tales to tell, but I, I didn't want to be bothered by it. But it was later on when I got older, and I came upon this medal that he had acquired. I, I was curious about it, and so I researched, and with the assistance of the Internet, I was able to gain a lot of information, and now I'm a member of the Indiana, uh, Indiana Lincoln Highway Association Board of Directors, and, of course, a member of the uh, Lincoln Highway Association. Now, Fred, there's a part two to the story that we want to get to because uh, this is kind of uh, exciting to connect this way with your journal. Uh, and, and I want to ask some more questions about that. But let's talk for a minute about something that you're working on in conjunction with the Indiana Lincoln Highway Association. And that is a special kiosk that you're hoping can be erected in the city of LaPorte, Indiana. Tell me about that kiosk. This, this kiosk, it will be a two-sided information panel that uh, will be mounted between two six-by-six posts, and then a roof will cover this. This panel will be five feet wide, three and a half feet tall. One side of the panel is going to give history of the Lincoln Highway, the national aspect, and the state of Indiana more specifically. And the other side will be information historical, Lincoln Highway related about LaPorte City, 
and Laporte counties. An awful lot of information, and yeah, we've tried to condense it as much as possible. Possible, but it'll, it will give the history of the Lincoln Highway. What created it? Who created it? Who were the prime movers in this thing? What was the objective? And now, what is the objective now? Now you're you're constructing this in in Laporte, Indiana. It's because if, when we think of the Lincoln Highway in Indiana, we think of U.S. Highway 30. That's that became U.S. 30 became the Lincoln Highway in 1926. But the original Lincoln Highway in 1915 came into Indiana on the east side through Fort Wayne and then came north through Ligonier, Elkhart, into South Bend and then traveled down through New Carlisle, Rolling Prairie, into Laporte and then passed Laporte into Westville, then to Valparaiso and then off ending in Dyer, Indiana. So there's an original 1915 route very few people know about. LaPorte City is on that original 1915 route, and LaPorte County is one of four counties through which both of those alignments travels. The Lincoln Highway is really a historical thing. When do you think, Fred, that this uh, kiosk will be finished and the people can stop by Laporte and see it? We're hoping to have it finished uh, sometime in October and have it dedicated probably the last week or two in October. And this kiosk will be located between the courthouse complex and the restored depot. Fred Sacklevin, thank you so much for talking with us. It's been a delight talking to you. And i got to tell you that I hope someday somebody is able to um, come alongside you and get the journal that your dad wrote published so that some of us can take a peek into the same kind of history that you have taken as well. Yep, and it's in his own handwriting and the original legal pad. That would be fascinating yeah. to see. Fred, thank you so much for being on American Road Trip Talk, and we wish you the very best as well as uh, uh, Jim Bevins and the other people who are part of the Indiana Lincoln Highway Association with this project. It's going to be in Laporte, Indiana in the fall of 2011. We look forward to seeing that uh, exhibit near the old restored train station in downtown uh, Laporte. Fred, thank you for being with us here on American Road Trip Talk. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me here again soon as we travel more of the American road and get to know the fascinating people we meet along the way. And don't forget to visit our website at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for our latest issue, blogs, travel tips, special deals, and so much more. Why, you can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest American Road news. For the American Road Magazine, I'm Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.